what's up? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Thursday, December 15th, 2022. I'm one of your host, Blessing, Adelia Jr., and joining me is the LaCroix Poppy himself, a.k.a. my fellow Forbes 30 under 30, a.k.a. Tim Ma Fucking Gettys. Good to be here with you today, Bless. Tim, it doesn't feel right calling you LaCroix Poppy when you don't yeah. even have a LaCroix on you. It's too cold. You're drinking a hot coffee. I'm drinking today. a hot coffee. I have a cold coffee. Shout out to GTA Sanders. Waiting, okay? You put it in yeah. the fridge right before. Shout out to Sanders for the hot exactly, coffee. Exactly. I, am, I do have a LaCroix. Usually I'm not the LaCroix Poppy, mm-hmm. but I got to have some kind of um, uh, drink. On this podcast, not alcoholic, of course, because it's the morning. It is. Oh, um, come on, bless. It's 10 a.m. It, it's the season, bro. It's 10 p.m. somewhere. Oh, you know what? It's 10 p.m. somewhere. Can we get? Stop the saying. Can we get? 10 p.m. Time to bless, start drinking. Before, before, you say, before you say anything, I want to remind you, you have, a, you have a PS I love you later in the afternoon. I'm not saying today. I'm saying maybe tomorrow. Can we get some oh, eggnog? Tomorrow we're getting wild. Can we get some eggnog tomorrow? Oh, Kevin. For the Christmas season. Tomorrow we're doing the, the, the special holiday stream. Oh, really? That I don't know the plan for, but I do know that Kevin has very loudly proclaimed that he's going to make the, the world-famous Kevin Coelho snowball. And if you haven't had a snowball... <sighs> I feel like anytime Kevin good. says he's going to make something that's world-famous, mm-hmm. that's a Kevin Coelho original, mm-hmm. I can't trust it all the way. Yeah. yeah. I, See, worry I a thought bit. that, and then I had the snowball uh, for the first time when we did the Christmas tree vlog back in 2018, before I was even working here, and that was a, that was a good drink, Bless. You should try it. What's in it? I'm shocked you remember it. I Fair. forget. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I remember enjoying Like, I was pleasantly surprised and impressed. Oh, oh, oh. You can have some of Kevin's snowball tomorrow. Oh, I'll have a little bit of Kevin's snowball tomorrow. Tim. Speaking, wait, real quick. What's speaking up? of balls. Yeah. Segway. Um, I saw someone flick someone off today on the street, and it's been a while. That's the I've best. seen that. Yeah. And I, I don't know the context or whatever. And it reminded me of, of one of those core memories. And this is a weird one. And I never fully understood it. But my mom always used to tell me, if you're going to flick someone off, you can't forget the balls. And I always remember being like, what, does that what mean? the fuck does that mean? And my mom, when she would flick people off, she would add balls. Like, she would use the other two knuckles to, like, make balls. I can't really do it because like, digits don't do it make, correctly. Okay. But, like, using these two things to make the balls of the dick. And I didn't oh. like when my mom said the word balls to me. It's the implication that when you're flicking somebody off, you're showing them. You're a penis. showing them a dick, I guess. I don't know. I, I see. I never correlate flicking somebody off with that. I think Me that neither. makes sense if that is the the origin. I don't think that it is. But I, th- I think my mom's wilding. Because I assume it's the thing where it evolves over time. Because I think that makes perfect sense, right? You're flicking somebody off, and yeah, like, oh man, it's a penis to your face or whatever. Yeah. And it like evolves <laughs> over time to where we forget that that's where it mm-hmm, came from. Mm-hmm. But y'all, let's get let's get back to our roots. Let's get back to the roots. <laughs> let's dude. get back to our roots. Let's give those things some balls. <laughs> give, give some people some balls, uh, Tim. I have the balls to start this episode with talking about today's stories, which include Sony confirmed Spider-Man 2's release window, finally, Amazon publishing Tomb Raider, what, and more because this is Kind of Funny Games Daily, each and every weekday at 10 a.m. live right here on YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Games and Twitch.tv slash Kind of Funny Games. We run you through the nerdy news need to know about. If you're watching live, you can correct us when we get stuff wrong by going to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong. If you don't want to watch live, you can watch later, youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames, or you can listen later on podcast services around the globe by searching for Kind of Funny Games Daily. Remember, you can use Epic Creator Code Kind of Funny on all Epic Store and Epic in-game purchases like Rocket League and Fortnite to help support the channel. To be a part of the show, head to kindoffunny.com slash KFGD to write in with your questions, squad-ups, and more. And remember, patreon.com slash kindoffunny will get you the show ad-free plus a bevy of bonus content. 
housekeeping for you. We partnered with NVIDIA to have Mike and Andy show off all the ray tracing, DLSS3, and reflex goodness in The Witcher 3 The Wild Hunt uh, right after this show live on YouTube.com slash games and Twitch.tv slash games. And remember, it is the 12 days of Pabst, and PBR is giving away free stuff on their Instagram account all week. It wraps us wraps up this Friday, December 16th at 1 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, where me, Blessing Adelia Jr., and Pabst Blue Ribbon are going live together on Instagram and giving away some free stuff during a game of Pabst Drinko to people in the live chat. Uh, you have the chance to get a custom arcade cabinet, the PB Arcade, a vintage jukebox hack to dispense PBR cans, free PBR for a year, and more PBR stuff. It's all at, at Pabst Blue Ribbon on Instagram going live with at Kinda Funny Vids on Friday with the grand prizes. Thank you to our Patreon producers, Delaney Twining, 1UP Pest Control Gwinnett, Brian Chaney, Alex Greedle, Jason L., Nanobiologist, Derek Gregg, Donald Eccles, and Jason L. Today we're brought to you by The Fixture S2, MeUndies, Policy Genius, and Shopify, but we'll tell you about that later for now. Let's begin with what is, and forever will be, the Roper Report. It's time for some news. We have four stories today. A baker's dozen. And Tim, let me tell you, it was mm. almost two stories. Yeah. It was almost a very short episode of Kind of Funny Games Stretching Daily. it out today. I, I had to stretch it out, except for the fact that right before we went live for the show, PlayStation came through. They did. And finally confirmed the big uh, topic of conversation over the last week. Spider-Man 2 is officially coming in the fall. I am reading directly from the PlayStation blog where they put up a blog post talking about their 2023 highlights. The year's end is over the horizon, which uh, means, hey, uh, you think uh, they did it on purpose? They did it on purpose. I know sure you PlayStation. Uh, which means 2023 is about to begin. While 2022 has gone out with a God-sized bang, thanks to God of War Ragnarok, that doesn't mean 2023 has nothing in store. The coming year is huge for PlayStation, stacked with a lineup of exciting releases. Whether you've been looking forward to the release of ultra-customizable DualSense Edge controller, I am. virtual reality adventures with PSVR 2, I kind of am. Fantastic. Are, are you really? I'm, I'm like undecided on if I'm even buying this thing. I'm point. definitely not buying this. Not a chance. So you're just gonna use you're gonna use I'm gonna Greg's. Else's and then see how it goes. Fair enough. My if it's not Greg, I'm I'm curious to see who you're gonna find with the PSVR too. Yeah. Because I don't know any of my cool friends Greg. that are getting a cool. cool it's gonna be cool, Greg. Yeah. It's gonna be the two Gregs in the office that are getting I, a yeah, PSVR too. I, I just I, I, it would be such a tall order for any VR manufacturer to convince me that I need to own one at this point. The thing that would sell me, honestly. Honestly, and I know this is a lot of money to pay for one game. If they announced a new Astrobot rescue mission, that might be enough to get me <laughs> into PSVR mm. too, because I did love me some Astrobot. But I digress. Uh, fantastical new IPs like Forspoken or Three sequels out. to iconic titles like Marvel's Spider-Man 2. Let's fucking go. This year has something for you. While there's a ton of coming to PlayStation in 2023, this article aims to highlight a handful of the biggest things announced for 2023. Speaking of Marvel Spider-Man 2, let's kick things off with some exciting news from developer Insomniac Games, confirming the release window for the web-slinging sequel. Marvel Spider-Man 2 launches on PS5 in fall 2023. Following the events of Marvel Spider-Man and Marvel Spider-Man Miles Morales, the Spider-Duo of Peter Parker and Miles Morales are back in the next blockbuster action chapter of the Marvel's Spider-Man series. Much is still yet to be revealed about the game, uh, and going off the quality of the past two titles, we're bound to be, we're bound to be in for a fantastic new original Spider-Man adventure. Read on for a special message from Insomniac. Quote, what a year it's been for PlayStation Studios. Here at Insomniac Games, we've been in an absolute awe of the work of our peers. Congrats oh. to everyone on a successful 2022. 
And did you just shock yourself? I did. God damn. Uh, we've got to put some tape on these microphones, apparently. Oh. And here's to next year being just as exciting as we continue to get Marvel Spider-Man 2 ready for release next fall, says Brian Intahar, creative director. The article or the PlayStation blog post goes on to highlight the other games, right? Forspoken, Hogwarts Legacy, et cetera, et cetera. But it's nothing newsworthy. It's nothing, nothing as newsworthy. newsworthy as Spider-Man 2 yes. coming this now, fall. Now, real quick, Bless, I do want to say. What up? Today just got spicy. We just got some breaking news. Oh, did we? Some big, big, big breaking news that we will do as story number two. Interesting. Because we still want to talk about the Spider-Man stuff, but just uh-huh. to give you all a tease and everyone know in the chat that we're about to do this, from Deadline, so this is real, a Death Stranding film from Barbarian producer. Oh, oh shit. Yeah. All right. So, all right. So things about we'll get to get that, wild. We'll get but to that in a second. To talk about Spider-Man, wow, could not be more excited. Like, this isn't news, I guess, because this was already, quote unquote, confirmed uh, a while back, right? <laughs> Holy shit. The return of one of the most savory superheroes in the business. Is it oh, news, Tim? The one and only Spider-Man coming in fall 2023. Hopefully starring once again. Shirtless Spider-Man is in news. And you have the fucking gall to try to preempt and get this out of the way. It's <laughs> very slick up here. God damn it. <laughs> Jesus Christ. The to try and preempt it with this gosh darn Death Stranding news. The news of one Death Stranding movie won't stop me and the Spider-Verse from coming through. What's going on with like the nose area? <laughs> What's going on with the chin area? Your little chin hole going. There's a off. lot of questions. The mask hasn't been used in a few years, gentlemen. How long? Oh my god! And it is not doing well. But shirtless Spider-Man is back. I love how there's a semi wado oh coming through. Like just a little bit. That's oh. just the excitement. <laughs> That's just the excitement, Tim, yeah. of the world's greatest Marvel superhero returning, hopefully, to the game. Mm-hmm. Shirtless Spider-Man. Welcome back. Thank you. I'm proud good. of you. I don't know how you God, got back oh, there man. without a seat. Like, <laughs> it's been a while since like, I've seen Did, you, did you crawl on the freaking t- the roof? Yeah, how the fuck did you get back there? <laughs> Shirtless Spider-Man never tells his secrets. <laughs> <laughs> this can't be good for the mic. This can't be good for the mic. <laughs> we're back. Ah, we're Jesus back, Christ. everybody. Oh, my Shout God. out Shirtless Spider-Man. <sighs> I have not So been, much could have gone wrong. <laughs> I have not been that scared in a very long time. Like I was like utterly, utterly surprised there. And I just realized the reason I got shocked. My new jacket I was wearing, Static Supreme. Everything oh. about me was like, I got shocked like four more times. Like, he popped out, and then I got shocked. <laughs> so it was a lot. So I had to throw my jacket over there. Now, Whew. I mean, surely Spider-Man. Here we go. Thank God. Too much power. Thank God for the return. God, that's awesome. That's awesome. I wonder, This is actually great. Mm-hmm. Shout out, uh, Barry. If you're watching on, uh, or if you're listening on audio services, I implore you, go over to the YouTube channel to see what's happening in the video right now, because surely Spider-Man is truly taking over. Does this mean we're going to get a full year of Spider-Man? Is that the real news story here? Is that we're going to have to deal with this? To deal with this. this for the next and 10 blessing. months? Neither you or me were here the last time it was, re- it was real. You know? That is true. See, we're going to huh. need to find shirtless J. Jonah Jameson to crack this code. Oh. Uh. Figure it I feel like Barry might know shirtless <laughs> Joe Jana. <laughs> is that Jameson. right, dude? You know? <laughs> I may or may not know shirtless J. Jonah Jameson. I honestly, like, I'm friends with the guy who takes pictures of J. Jonah Jameson. Got it. Okay. So. Got it. Okay. Got it. Got it. Okay. okay. But he takes pictures of J. Jonah Jameson. <laughs> he needs a photographer. He needs a photographer. Got oh, it. Greg. Got it. Got it. Got it. I'm watching on a delay. I came to take shirtless. <laughs> 
Yeah. Oh, oh no. He went, he went, he went that way. Oh, he went that uh, way. Yeah, yeah. Well, great. What are your thoughts <laughs> on Spider-Man 2? Got it, got right, it, got cool. it. All right, cool. well, we'll get to the Death Stranding news in, in a second. Rating this in just a little bit, everybody. Spider-Man 2, like I was saying, mm. this isn't necessarily news. It's more just an update of things we already knew. But to me, that's extremely exciting. Things that we need, especially as we're getting into the year this game is going to be coming out. And I have full faith. Insomniac has proven themselves now time and time and time and time again uh, in the last couple years of bringing the goods at a rapid pace, right? Them announcing... Spider-Man 2 and Wolverine at the same time is one of the most wild video game moments of all time. I'll never forget being there with you, reacting to it all, and being so excited of like, wow, the PS5 is about to bring the heat. And they've been bringing the heat. And I'm most interested now in the fact that the heat seems to be on a little bit of a pause until the fall area. Like, you think so? Well, that what what's going on before See, then, right? That, and that's what brings this to, I do, I, do, I do consider this news, just for the idea of, I could have seen this coming before fall. Right. And the idea of next year when we're talking about PlayStation first party, PlayStation Studios games, the only game really announced uh, aside from PSVR 2 stuff, because there is PSVR 2, right? Horizon Call of Mountain, all that stuff counts. But we're mainly talking about Spider-Man 2 being the console release. Of course, there are exclusives. Of course, we got Forspoken, Final Fantasy 16, Final Fantasy 7 Rebirth, right? And that, mm -hmm. that comes next year. But what does that mean for the rest of the slate of PlayStation Studios? Is there more of a slate of PlayStation Studios games coming next year? Does it mean, does this mean that maybe, and this is me, now this is me stretching, right? This is me hoping, right? Drinking, drinking the copium of if we get Last of Us Factions announced, or at least detailed next year, does that end up being a, a summer title? Is there something, is there something else coming in the summer or, or in, let's say, even spring for PlayStation? I don't know. I mean, you're bringing up a lot of good points where, again, I'm not complaining. I don't think that there's of an issue. If we I'm not, not mad get, at next year. If we don't get a first-party title from PlayStation until this, that I don't think is going to affect Sony or their, the viewpoints on Sony at all. Not at all. Because of everything you just said, including the amount of exclusives that Sony has. A big question I have, um, did Death Stranding 2 have any release window or anything attached to it? No. I don't okay. think they even said a year. Anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah doubtful that it's next year but not impossible to be next year mm -hmm. right i wouldn't think it would be anytime early um but i i think the earliest we'll see that game is potentially like a november maybe in october next year yeah don't think that's the case i imagine that is a two-year out game um but on the square side like you said we have so many games coming out so many two of the biggest titles i mean arguably final fantasy 7 remake or rebirth and final fantasy 16 are two of the biggest Square titles ever, mm -hmm. right? Especially with uh, how much kind of goodwill Final Fantasy and Square has been able to to bring back to the brand and reinstill the franchise with a enthusiasm that hasn't been there in a very very long time outside of Final Fantasy fourteen. That is a very different experience for very different groups of people, right? But like Final Fantasy used to be like a core franchise on the PS one days and then the PS two days, and I feel like it then kind of like fell by the wayside a little bit around Final Fantasy 13 coming out of still being major, but it wasn't like one of the mainstream games. Whereas I feel like now it's one of the mainstream games for, for gamers in general, right? Yeah. Yeah, I think for me, when I look at this new story, another thing that pops out is the fact of how they're calling it out as the Spider Duo, right? The Spider Duo of Peter Parker and Miles Morales are back in the next blockbuster action chapter of Marvel Spider-Man series. And I know that's not a surprise. In the first trailer we got last year, um, it was very much, hey, this is Peter and Miles' game. But, I, but seeing them talk about it more, right, this really does feel like 
oh man, I can't wait to see gameplay because I wonder if it is going to be a switching back and forth thing. I wonder if it is going to be a chapter by chapter thing or maybe even your, if you're switching characters on the fly or choosing your characters before missions. That's the thing that I'm curious about now uh, when it comes to this game because yeah, like how do you how do you separate this from Spider-Man 1 and Spider-Man Miles Morales' games, right? Do you even need to? Uh, my thing is, I think that could be the special quote-unquote gimmick, right? Or I'll say feature, right? That could be the special feature that makes this Spider-Man game st stand out from the Spider-Man games we've gotten before. Oh, shit, you got two Spider-Men to play around with. What does that look like in gameplay? Yeah, no, I mean, I think that's interesting and where I feel like in a very cyclical conversation um, where we started talking about Horizon and then like, okay, what can the sequel, what does the sequel need to do to really stand out? And I think that was a very different conversation than God of War. What does Ragnarok need to do to stand out? Yeah. Can it just be more of the same? If it's just more of the same, quote unquote, can it still be a game of the year contender? And well, hey, we're on the other side of both of those now. We can kind of understand what each one did similarly, differently. And in the case of God of War specifically, which I think is more similar to the situation Spider-Man's in, sometimes just more of the same is more than okay, right? Like, mm -hmm. I feel like all of us would be per perfectly satisfied just getting more Spider-Man. I think that you're onto something here with the multiple playable characters. I mean, that's essentially confirmed. How does that play out, though? How differently do they play? We know they play similar but different when it comes to the, the combat, um, even that we saw with Miles Morales in Spider-Man Miles Morales. My biggest question is, how do we make New York now for the third time not just feel like, oh, we're in the same place again, mm. you know? I feel like that's going to be the bigger challenge than making the different the two characters feel different enough or whatever. They're still fun to play. It's still going to be fun to swing around New York, even if it's the exact same New York. But I do think that this being the first PS5 pure, so not, not, not being on PS4, um, if I remember correctly. Yeah, that's know. correct. Okay, then. So far, it's correct. Then I imagine that um, they're going to want to like up the ante, and I do think the are they staying in New York? Is there a chance to go somewhere else? Yeah, I would love for them to take it somewhere else. I don't think they'll take it somewhere else just because of the nature of the story uh, in the place that we're in. But if they took it somewhere else, I'd be so down for it because we've gotten now so many Spider-Man games that have taken place in New York, right? Spanning from be before even the Insomniac Spider-Man games, I have played the Spider-Man uh, PS1 games. I played the Spider-Man PS2 games, right? Plenty of people played the Spider-Man PS3 games. Most of the Spider-Man games, of course, because Spider-Man take place in New York. I would love to see us go somewhere else. And that's something that I think they might hold on to until Spider-Man 3, right? Mm -hmm. Like that feels like more of a all right, let's give let's give Spider-Man 2 let, for Spider-Man 2, let's maybe focus on making the two Spider-Man the highlight of what makes this game special and then maybe for the next one take it elsewhere, but I mean, having said that, like looking at what Miles Morales did special compared to the first game was really kind of get into the districts, right? Yeah. Kind of like make uh make it uh, a more kind of lived in experience and giving it that Christmas theme really did change up the vibe and the feel of the same exact city. So if they applied that to the entire city for the sequel, um, that could be really exciting. And it, I think that would be enough to kind of make it feel next gen, make it feel like a true sequel as opposed to Miles Morales, which was uh, like, I don't even know how you define that game, but like, mm -hmm. I, mean, I freaking loved it. I know some people. Of course, I'm, I'm not trying to be that. Hate, I'm not trying to be it. Greg Miller. You know what I mean? Uh, but uh, I, I, again, could not be more excited for this Spider-Man. I've seen so many people. I think Cameron Kennedy talks about it a lot on on Twitter, um, and I see Chris Anka talking about it as well. And like, I feel this way where Spider-Man is one of my favorite games of all time. I don't necessarily need to say it's the best or anything, but like at any given day, if you're like, "Hey Tim, you need to play Spider-Man for an hour," I'd be happy about that. Mm. Hear me out. What's up, Barrett? Crazy idea. Just uh, rolling back to Blessing, you talking about, like, eventually we got to get out of New York as Spider-Man, right? Mm -hmm. We know it's Venom. We know Craven the Hunter. 
what if they do something buck wild? And this is this is definitely a pie in the sky theory. He captures all of them, all three of them. We go to a jungle, and he turns it into the most dangerous game. I love that. <laughs> I, would, I would love that. I feel like that's more. I, th- I feel like that's a level, though. Right. Yeah, that's I more of like a sequence, kind of like the Scorpion one from 2018, where it's like yeah. Very specific There's areas. even there is a going back to Spider-Man One on the PlayStation Two. There is a Craven the Hunter section in that game. That that was the, what introduced me to Craven the Hunter, and I was like, this is the coolest motherfucker ever. I love this guy, Craven oh, the Hunter. Craven's dope. Because it was that's like an option idea, though, to go through. Barrett. Like that'd be so. I mean, just imagine the mechanics of swinging and stuff in a jungle. Yeah. Oh my Zip god. Line? Oh, come on, dude. Yeah. Yes. That's freaking hell. And yeah, I mean, talking about the future of Spider-Man, you know, like <clears throat> I do you does this game introduce Spider-Gwen? Right? Does this can we get multiversal in the game? I hope this? not. I really 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 definitively hope not. Like mm-hmm. I am a huge fan of multiversal stuff. I I always will be. I don't think I will ever burn out on it cuz I just love it so much and I think it's really intriguing as an idea and it's just cool and it allows for exciting moments and I'm a big fan of exciting moments. Fucking sue me. Having said that, there's something special about this contained universe. Let's keep it contained. Mm. Insomniac Spider-Man being in Spider-Verse, I love that. That's super cool, super fun. But there's something special here. This is one of my favorite Spider-Man stories ever and that's coming from somebody that loves spider-man i've read thousands of spider-man comics at least a thousand spider-man comics i've watched pretty much every one of the animated shows in some form completed most of them like i know spider-man and the insomniac games are some of the best representation of what a spider-man story can be what the characters can be and i want them to keep building that because i think that at the end of the day it could be one of the most important parts of the spider-man ethos overall and i don't need that to have the like exciting moments of multiverse because it has exciting moments of its own 1000 percent, tim let's talk about this breaking news death stranding film based on the hit video game is in the works from barbarian executive producer alex <clears throat> excuse me uh lebovici's uh, hammerstone studios and kojima productions i am pulling from denline uh this is written by matt grover uh, exclusive, hot on the heels of announcing Death Stranding 2 at the Game Awards, a gaming auteur Hideo Kojima's Kojima Productions has partnered with Barbarian executive producer Alex Lebovici's Hammerstone Studios to develop and produce a film adaptation of the former's hit video game Death Stranding. The film is being fully financed by Hammer- Hammerstone, uh, uh, will be produced by Kojima and Lebovici uh, via their respective banners with Kojima Productions US and Alan Ungar serving as executive producers. Connecting with more than 10 million worldwide since its 2019 launch on PlayStation 4, Death Stranding features an all-star cast including Norman Reedus, Maz Mikkelsen, Leia Sidhu, uh, Guillermo del Toro, and Margaret Qualley. The game challenges players to reconnect a fractured society after the cataclysmic Death Stranding event, which has opened up a doorway between the living and the dead, leading to creatures from from the afterlife roaming the fallen world marred by a desolate society. Carrying the disconnected remnants of humanity's future in its hands, uh, players embody Reedus's Sam Bridges as he embarks on a mission to deliver hope to humanity by connecting the last survivors of a decimated America. Uh, the plot for the project, marking Kojima Productions' first ever feature adaptation, is being kept under wraps. But we hear that it'll introduce new elements and characters within the Death Stranding universe. It's not clear yet who will write and direct the pick, uh, though we understand it's now on the f- it's now on the fast track with development underway. Quote. I couldn't be more excited about this new partnership with Hammerstone Studios, said Kojima. This is a pivotal moment for the franchise, and I'm really looking forward to collaborating with, with them in bringing Death Stranding to the big screen. We are thrilled and honored, it is a different quote, we are thrilled and honored to have the opportunity to partner with the brilliant and iconic Hideo Kojima on his first film adaptation, added Lebovici. 
Quote, unlike other big uh, budget temple video game adaptations, this would be something far more intimate and grounded. Our goal is to redefine what a video game adaptation could be when you have creative and artistic freedom. This film will be an authentic Hideo Kojima production, end quote. And I'll end the article there. There's more you can read if you want to go on deadline. But Tim, a Death Stranding film. Finally, Kojima gets to do, gets to do a movie. This film will be an authentic Hideo Kojima production. Wow, bless. Good for him. Wow, we finally made it here. Not the way I would have wished it. Of yeah. course, I would have wished we'd get the Metal Gear. We're getting a Metal Gear? Question mark. Will that ever actually happen? I'm still really hopeful for that. I'm, I, I'm really, really holding out hope that Kojima is involved. We know he has been a little bit. Like, we'll see how it all actually shakes out, if it shakes out, et cetera, et cetera. Oscar Isaac is solid snake, though. Yeah. Come on. Oh, my God. Come on. Let's go. I'm really excited about this, though. As somebody that didn't love Death Stranding, um, and didn't love playing Death Stranding. I'm excited to watch Death Stranding for two hours. Yeah. Like, I feel like there is something there, and I, Kojima has something to prove. We've seen it forever. We understand this man to an extent. We understand what he enjoys immensely, right? Mm. He is a fan of Hollywood. He is a fan of film. He is a fan of cinema. All of those words in all their different iterations and for all the different things that they mean, right? Whether it's blockbuster pop culture stuff or like the super indie emotional like inside your mind shit kojima's proven that he could do both simultaneously and absolutely nail it also make some missteps and be a little weird and confusing sometimes and i think overall everything he's done there's value in even if we don't always love every decision or love this project or that project more than the others or whatever it's like there's something special about what kojima does and in this time, I, I broken record Tim here, video game adaptations better than they've ever been, seemingly only going to keep getting better mm -hmm. year after year. I can't wait to see what this can look like, what this does for Kojima Productions, what this does for Death Stranding 2, Death Stranding 1, like all of that. Like It's really interesting, and I feel like there's a, a really exciting prospect to me that we often see video game movies or TV shows just be like, hey, we're, we're making a Halo show. Yeah. Or we're making it this, we're making it that. And then it's like, you watch it and you're like, why didn't you use the Halo music? Why didn't you use this character? Why didn't you use this actor? Why, why this, why that, whatever? We see the Mario movie trailer and they're using Mario music. Yeah. Unabashedly. A lot of it. It doesn't feel like the music is a cameo. It feels like it is part of the soul of what this movie is. Then you look at things like The, the Last of Us. And it seems like they're absolutely nailing the tone of the game, the vibe of the game, the point of the game. With this... Kojima has shown such love to Hollywood actors in so many of his games, like getting him in specifically Death Stranding, right? Of like, like just look at the cast of Death Stranding. Having Guillermo del Toro, that should explain everything I'm trying to get across right now, right? Mm -hmm. But he also has a love for people like Troy Baker. He also has a love for the people that are associated most with video games. And I think this could be in the same way I'm praising Mario music in the Mario movie with fuck would have thought. I think Troy Baker will be in this movie. <laughs> You think you know, so? You think the, I, I think that you think the movie cast is going to be the same as the video game cast? I I would not be surprised if it is exactly the same. And that, that would, is something that, would be that the only thing. Kojima can pull off, and only Kojima would want to pull off. And I respect the fuck out of that. And, that. and for me, that would be the thing that would make this a special project, right? If it is, hey, we're going to be so faithful that it is going to be the same cast. You're going to get the same like when you're playing the game and you're watching the movie, right? It's nothing's going to break the immersion because it is going to be almost one for one in terms of what the representation of the cast looks like right i'm sh i know for a fact there's going to be going to have to be concessions because death stranding at the end of the day is still a video game and a lot of what makes that uh story in that world and 
all, all of that work is the fact that you are playing a video game and you are having to make those deliveries yourself, right? And that really drives home the fact of like, hey man, I am playing as Norman Reedus, right? I am playing as Sam Porter Bridges and I got to make these deliveries and I am on, I am like out here doing the work, right? As a delivery man, but like I am being elevated in like attacked, right? Because I, because of my role in this, in this um, uh, post-apocalyptic society. I think so much of that works because it's a video game. And at first blush, seeing the headline one, I'm like, okay, happy for Kojima. Good for him. This is something that he's probably always wanted to do. Go, go get him. But I'm also like a bit trepidatious because Death Stranding is a, it, it's such a cinematic game already that doesn't really need adaptation, right? I had this in, you know, this is the thing that I had with the last of us movie or last of us HBO series as well. And that, HBO series has done a good job of selling me. I'm all in on Last of Us HBO now. At first, I was not because I'm like, dude, this is already practically a movie. Does it really need adaptation? It's not like, you know, novels or comics or whatever where you can put, uh, where it's easy to put your own spin on it, right? It's easy to take a real life actor and put them in a role and go, hey, you believe this is Iron, this is Iron Man because you've not seen a real life Iron Man before. I know how CM Porter Bridges looks. I know how the world of Death Stranding looks, right? I know how the the structures and the facilities in the game and like all these different things they're they're represented so well in the game and so they're so well realized in the game that i could see myself watching a movie and going oh that's not how that looks oh that's not how that vehicle should look oh man the backpack's not on their back right like it should be stacked straight up like i could see myself judging that stuff but if they do go as far as to go hey no it's gonna be the same cast it is going we are trying to recreate this thing faithfully of course there's going to be there's going to be liberties taken because we have to because of this movie but if they're able sons to of liberties the sons of liberties if they're able to i guess recreate the game well right and really capture the soul and the heart of what makes the game the game then yeah i think this could be fun i think i'm all for this yeah but it's gonna be hard though it's gonna be difficult oh i mean this is a tough sell just for general audiences. This yeah. is not The Last of Us. The Last of Us, slam dunk, gonna be a huge success. Everyone's gonna fucking love it. Death Stranding, we'll fucking see. But I kind of like- is also a weird-ass story, too. Yeah, dude. And again, let's get fucking weird. Let's get weird. Tim, speaking of weird, let's hop into story number two. Amazon Games will publish Crystal Dynamics' next Tomb Raider game. This is Wesley LeBlanc at Game Informer. Amazon Games will publish the next Crystal Dynamics Tomb Raider game, which was announced earlier this year. In April, Crystal Dynamics revealed that it was, it was uh, developing the next Tomb Raider game in its series that began with a reboot back in 2013. They did so during the State of Unreal 2022 presentation, revealing that this Tomb Raider sequel, the fourth in this rebooted series, will be built on Unreal Engine 5. Now, Crystal Dynamics has announced that Amazon Games will publish this sequel. Amazon Games and Crystal Dynamics today announced they have reached an agreement under which Crystal Dynamics will develop a new multi-platform Tomb Raider title, with Amazon Games providing full support in publishing the game globally, a press release reads. Quote, The as-yet-untitled new Tomb Raider is a single-player, narrative-driven adventure that continues Lara Croft's story in the Tomb Raider series. It includes all the elements that have made Tomb Raider one of the most revered franchises in gaming, giving players control of the confident and multidimensional hero, Lara Croft, in an an environment that rewards exploration and creative pathfinding, with mind-bending puzzles to solve and a wide variety of enemies to face and overcome, end quote. The press release says the studio is using Unreal Engine 5 to make this upcoming game the most expansive Tomb Raider game to date. The sequel is currently in early development. Crystal Dynamics studio head Scott Amos uh, says following Embracer Group's acquisition of the studio earlier this year, the team, quote, has an extraordinary opportunity to redefine what a publishing relationship is for Tomb Raider, end quote. Quote, 
Transformative is what we're looking for. And with Amazon Games, we found a team that shares our creative vision and values for a Lara Croft universe across the spectrum of possibilities. They're uniquely positioned to rewrite what publishing and development collaborations are, and we're eager to forge this new path together, starting with building the biggest and best Tomb Raider game yet. End quote. Random. Very fascinating. Yeah. This this is a... A potential shift in the industry that could have so many ramifications for how games are made and, and distributed. Where you think about Amazon, right? And like they are already the biggest distribution platform, period, period when yeah. it comes to being able to ship physical things. But they've also have digital. They also have their entire uh, Amazon Amazon web uh, services and all that stuff, like with the the cloud. Um, I'm interested in the, you know, Embracer group out there gobbling everyone up, gobbling up all the IP. Now they have Crystal, which means they also have Tomb Raider. For them to not really work on the Embracer side, but instead to go to Amazon, that is interesting. I I feel like at first blush, you're just like, that seems like a weird call. But yeah. you're also just like, well, there's so much money there. And to see what Amazon Game Studios has done in the last decade, where it's really been trying. And it hasn't really nailed it no. or been able to maintain momentum at the very least. Even if they have a win, I feel like we haven't in the industry seen the ripple effects of like, oh, they figured out the pipeline of what this could look like from inception to success. Um, but this kind of does feel like a perfect storm of potentially the right timing of them having an IP backed by a talented team uh, with a, a like character franchise people care about that has had great games even in recent times. I do think the, the brand overall hasn't been tarnished which is good, but it also mm. isn't like the most hype exciting thing because it doesn't feel like it's been gone long enough for us to be excited about a Tomb Raider. But if they position this as a new game, like they say it earlier of like um, to continue Lara Croft's story in the Tomb Raider series, you could take that multiple ways, right? Yeah. Like, like to literally continue it in the, the last three game story or just continue the franchise overall. I bet it's that more yeah. than anything. I'm under the impression that like, I think this is, either a reboot reboot or reimagining of what Tomb Raider is. I, I don't think this is a sequel to the last one. Yeah. Even though the article kind of calls it that, but I don't know if we've gotten... But that is the thing. And there's like, uh, there have been like leaks and kind of uh, talks about this being like an older uh, Lara yes. with like a new team and stuff like that. So it maybe, you know, because uh, Crystal was the one who did the, the trilogy, right? That uh, just came out a few years ago, so... Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, maybe it ends up being, and like, God, I know I'm, I'm being real crazy hopeful with this, but like, maybe it's more of a Logan situation where it's like, yeah, it mm. is a sequel to the X-Men movies, but yeah. it's also not really. But like, in at any the, way it at matters, At the very it least, is. I think that's what it'll, it'll be. And that's cool. Like, that, that that's a great idea, and I, I feel like there's a lot of potential there. And um, that's the, the word of the day for this story to me is potential. Mm. Like, I, I feel like there's, there's a lot here that, that could work out. Um, we'll have to see. But again, to me, it goes back to the momentum of Amazon Games and what they can actually provide. And can this be their, the big moment that creates a, a shift in, in how some people uh, think about being able to partner with publishers to be able to, to get things out there, which we've seen so many times before. I mean, even look at Death Stranding and like how it got on PC yeah. and things like that. So Amazon has the money. They have the ecosystems. They have the ability to get this game into people's hands. So. Yeah, I, I personally like this. Uh, I like that they're partnering with Amazon. One, because Embracer as a group has been very shaky when it comes to what what goes on in their internal publishing. We've seen so many games come out where it's like, oh, man, like Saints Row. We've seen uh, Biomutant. We've seen like more come out of uh, Destroy All Humans. Not that like those are bad or anything, but it's been very double A and like very 
varying uh, degrees of success when it comes to Embracer Group, right? So so much so that you see Embracer buy the Crystal Dynamics, and I go, oh, I don't know, if, I don't know if that's why I want Crystal Dynamics to be to be under. And so them partnering with Amazon Games makes me a bit more confident. I know Amazon Games is another one that's a bit shaky in terms of um, what their track record has been, right? We're talking about Crucible, which I think came out and was unreleased in the same month, right? I remember trying Crucible, and I want to say I tried it with maybe Andy or somebody, and we were like, oh, it's whatever, and that went away pretty quickly. They had New World, and I know kind of funny you got into New World for like, a week or so or maybe a couple of weeks but i feel like there's not been much talk about new world since 2021 uh there was lost ark that came out at the top of the year that again kind of funny got into for a, about a week but that's another one that if i asked you to lost ark come out this year how many of y'all would have been like oh yeah that, that game came out mm -hmm. right like lost ark i feel like kind of came and went as well but all that said right you have blue protocol which was announced at the game awards and that is one that is being developed by bandai namco and that game looks raw like that game looks pretty cool right like there's a handful of people i've seen online including myself that are a bit excited for, for, for blue you protocol. motherfucker i'm talking about me i'm excited for blue protocol god damn it it looks good um but you have that right and i think that is a step in the right direction for amazon games yeah all right you tried doing stuff on your own they've not been hidden as a publisher, maybe look toward people who have already done great work. Bandai Namco have done great work, right? Bandai Namco is at, is at the point where it's like, oh, y'all aren't just doing great work. Y'all are putting out Game of the Year contenders, right? Mm -hmm. In terms of publishing, right? Because they published uh, uh, Eldering this year and have had great games in the past. Uh, yeah, partner with Bandai Namco. Yeah, now partner with Crystal Dynamics. See what a new Tomb Raider does for you. And I like this especially because it gets us out of the... Or it strengthens the idea of third party more, mm -hmm. right? Like, we, we talk a lot about... Uh, we, lately, we've been talking a lot about PlayStation and Xbox in terms of Call of Duty and Xbox buying Activision Blizzard, right? X Xbox buying Bethesda a couple years ago, PlayStation buying Insomniac, PlayStation buying Bungie. And we talk a lot about the possibility of monopolies to, the, to, to some extent, right? I, I, I think it'll take a minute before we get to a true monopoly. But in terms of consolidation, we're seeing a lot of studios go under a couple of umbrellas. And my big fear when it comes to different studios going different places is that we end up in a place where everything is first party. And I think well, that's an, ex an unexciting place to be. It, bless. I but mean, up. the one thing about what you're saying, I think you're absolutely correct, but I do think you are overlooking one key element, which is the likelihood of within the next 10 years, Amazon oh, themselves for sure. For sure. buying one of the first parties and no. becoming the first party <laughs> You're 1, is right. very high. You're 1,000% <laughs> right. And I don't think Amazon is the answer to like <laughs> yeah. um, leading us out of this monopoly situation. But I do like the for where we're at of, now. For where we're at yeah. now, things being spread. Because I do I, I do think in a e very easily in a different timeline, like PlayStation is publishing this Tomb Raider or Xbox is publishing this Tomb Raider. You know, I think that is a very easy place for us to have gotten. Uh, so I do like that we're seeing publishers get spread out a little bit more. Yeah. What I like to see 505 Games or other smaller publishers get more rights to games like this, 1,000%, yes. But at the very least, um, I do like that we're seeing Amazon that is... I have a bit, I have faith in them in terms of, you know, Amazon's not going to go away tomorrow. Amazon's mm -hmm. not going to like fucking fold and then all of a sudden, like, ah, oh, shit, all right, we lost another one. Like, Amazon has a lot of money and I, I think they have the ability to publish a game and have it come out and, and, and uh, hopefully be good. Oh, Greg Miller. No. No. We just got a random Starbucks order? What's in it? Do you know what's in it? Because I'll take it. <laughs> if there's a warm drink in there, I'll for sure what take it. What if it's someone who, who, uh, here who ordered it? You check uh, Ask Mikey? And maybe it's somebody who's not here yet. Maybe they ordered it to... Maybe Nick? Joey's not coming in today. 
If, if we no can't find an, an owner of that Starbucks, <laughs> Greg, just ring it here. Just ring it here. Yeah, I can what? do another coffee right a disaster. now. Disaster. Ladies That's and gentlemen, did, did Shirley Spiderman order it? Oh, he's gone. He's gone. Oh, maybe. Maybe it was probably Shirley Spiderman. Maybe, you know, got like, it. Probably he thought he was going to be here longer, so he ordered it, and then he, he uh, forgot about it and mm. swung away. That makes sense. Ladies and gentlemen, you know what you should order and not forget about? Patreon.com slash kind of funny games or on Patreon.com slash kind of funny games. You can get exclusive content like uh, I was going to say, bless you, like kind of feudy, like the shit list, like plenty of more great episodes of exclusive content. You can also go and you can get the show ad free. And speaking of ads, let us tell you about our sponsors. Shout out to Fixture Gaming for sponsoring this episode. The Fixture S2 is now available. It's a sturdy accessory mount that connects the Nintendo Switch OLED model to the Pro Controller. This mount was created specifically for the Nintendo Switch OLED model. We here at Kinda Funny have been using the Fixture S1 for a very long time. It's been my go-to to play on the Nintendo Switch Pro Controller. Both the S1 and S2 let you take your games anywhere while enjoying the Pro Controller's legendary precision and comfort. No longer will you suffer through Joy-Con drift. The thoughtful design of the Fixture S1 and S2 can be seen in the patented two-axis system with sturdy metal hinges. Both the S1 and S2 can be used in tabletop mode. If you go to FixtureGaming.com, use code KINDAFUNNY, you'll get 5% off of your order. Fixture Gaming is also running a holiday sale on Amazon this week. From December 12th to 16th, get $5 off the Fixture S1 and Fixture S2, $5 off the carrying case bundles, and $10 off the Ultra bundles featuring the Fixture S1, S2, the carrying case, and Fixture's gaming controller. So, check it out make sure you use promo code kind of fun shout out to me undies for sponsoring this episode who doesn't love getting new undies for the holidays nobody that's who me undies is your go-to spot for snuggly soft undies and more that all your loved ones will adore get merry and matching sets perfect for binge watching or holiday your way however you like with new limited edition prints you can try me undies and get 20 percent off your first purchase plus free standard shipping and free returns when you go to meundies.com slash kind of funny you know how much i love me undies I literally don't leave my house unless at least my undies and socks have that super soft micromodal fabric that I talk so much about. You can spend less time gifting and more time living with the new MeUndies holiday collection. MeUndies has something for every name on your list. You can shop classic plaids for dads, holiday sweater prints for fun friends, and the softest loungewear ever. All the cuddly ones in your life could need. Available in sizes extra small to 4XL, it's here for everyone. And you can get 20% off your first order, free shipping, and 100% satisfaction guarantee by going to MeUndies.com slash kindoffunny. That's MeUndies.com slash kindoffunny. Shout out to Shopify for sponsoring this episode. We love Shopify here at Kind of Funny because we use it to run our very own kindoffunny.com slash store. Shopify makes it simple to sell to anyone from anywhere. Whether your thing is vintage teas or recipes for ghee, start selling with Shopify. Shopify and join the platform simplifying commerce for millions of your favorite businesses worldwide. Shopify has all the sales channels sorted so your business keeps growing from an in-person POS system to an all-in-one e-commerce platform. And thanks to 24-7 support and free libraries full of educational content, Shopify's got you every step of the way. It's how every minute new sellers around the world make their first sale with Shopify and you will too. When you're ready to launch your thing into the spotlight, do it with Shopify, the commerce platform backing millions of businesses down the street and around the globe. Go on, try Shopify for free and start selling anywhere 
Sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash kfgames, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash kfgames to start selling online today. Shopify.com slash kfgames. Shout out to Policy Genius for sponsoring this episode. Life insurance is the type of thing you never hope you need, but the reality is mortgage payments, childcare, and other expenses don't disappear when you're gone. Policy Genius gives you a smarter way to find and buy the right coverage for you and your family. It was built to modernize the life insurance industry. Their technology makes it easy to compare life insurance quotes and from top companies like AIG and Prudential in just a few clicks to find your lowest price. With Policy Genius, you can find life insurance policies that start at just $17 per month for $500,000 of coverage. And Policy Genius has licensed agents who can help you find options that offer coverage in as little as a week. They're not incentivized to recommend one insurer over another so you can trust their guidance. There are no added fees and your personal info is private. Your loved ones deserve a financial savings safety net. You deserve a smarter way to find it and buy it. Head to policygenius.com or click the link in the description to get your free life insurance quotes and see how much you could save. That's policygenius.com. Tim, we're going to hit a point in late 2023, maybe 2024, where there's going to be like eight different video game movies and TV shows coming out at one time. Dude, I mean, look, here's the thing. Like for decades we've had video game movie and tv announcements and then nothing ever comes from them those days are over like we're at a point now where things are announced and then three four years later they actually happen and thanks to comic book superhero movies which now are there's one coming out each and every month right like we're about to see that for video games and it is i don't think gonna end for a very very long time i just hope they're good they're getting better they're getting better everybody sonic the hedgehog Hedgehog too important update what up about the Starbucks coffee. It was Andy. Andy ordered it. Okay. Oh. And you ordered it on the way here and got it? Yeah. That's Good what for he usually him. that's usually what he does too, because he'll do that when he comes home. Like if he's going out to the gym working out and stuff. And then uh if we're getting home and then someone's delivering something, I'm like, I didn't order dinner. And then Andy shows up like five minutes later at home. It's like, oh shit, all right. That's usually my move when I come back from like the airport. Where I get my I get my Uber. Once I set my Uber, immediately I go to DoorDash, and I'm like, I'm gonna have a meal waiting for me when, when I, I get home. home. When I get home, I'm gonna <laughs> eat good. Let's eat good. Story number three: Valve opens up about the Steam Deck 2 and other hardware plans. This is Siam Ahmed at Dexerto. In a recent interview, Valve stated that they are looking to into improvi- or improvising, improving the Steam Deck further, addressing battery and screen concerns, in addition to more juicy details about a potential Steam Deck 2. Valve's Steam Deck has been flying off of the proverbial digital shelf. While the, wouldn't it be a physical se- shelf? Oh, what's up, Andy? Uh, I almost <laughs> took that coffee, just so you know. <laughs> I got so close to drinking that coffee. <laughs> Valve's Steam Deck has been flying off the proverbial digital shelf, which again, I'm going to say is a physical shelf because like these are hardware co- or yeah. hardware. It's hardware. Mm-hmm. They're on shelf somewhere. Maybe not in a store, but in a factory, <laughs> in a storage unit. They're on a shelf. Uh, while the company has found success with the handheld, there's clear room for a lot of improvement for a Valve Steam Deck 2, a second-generation device uh, that we could potentially see officially announced in the future. Directly addressing this in an interview with The Verge, the company stated that they're not looking to rush one out the gate just yet. They stated the following, quote, Right now, the fact that all the Steam Decks can be play can uh, can play the same games, and that we have one target for users to understand what kind of performance level to expect when you're playing, and for developers to understand what to target. End quote. They followed on to state that they intend to keep the current Steam Deck's level of performance for a little bit longer until there is another meaningful bump in power. Valve continues to iterate on hardware and software, 
The Steam Deck's fan issues caused them to completely swap out one supplier with another. Now they've replaced they they've replaced the current Steam Deck with the old fan manufacturer's revised options, which have been shipping since October. Valve claims that this will allow for the Steam Deck to operate slightly quieter thanks to an adjusted fan curve and a thin piece of foam. Additionally, the company uh, stated that they are working on making adjustments to the battery, which will make the Steam Deck's battery much easier to replace and loosen. The company also uh, wants to see more manufacturers make use of Steam OS 3 and potentially bring back the Steam Boxes, a failed effort for Valve to push devices running Steam into the living room. They are already testing concepts, according to the interview, and are looking, for, looking to work with third parties to make it happen. Valve's original Steam controller wasn't exactly very well received and was retired in 2019. However, many design elements returned were fined in the Steam Deck. They once again stated that they were looking for third parties to partner with to make a Steam controller to work. Very, very interesting. Very interesting, yeah. I mean, I, again, broken record, Tim, everybody. Corey Cudney, where's the gif? Um, I want an OLED screen. That, to me, is like the big make-or-break thing for this stuff, where the Switch changed me. I mean, I've been changed for a long time when it comes to OLED, but playing games on the Switch now, Switch OLED, just makes the games better. And I can only imagine. Honestly, Tim, you're right. You're right. What could that do for games that are actually running quite great? Quite. Quite. <laughs> quite. You know what I mean? That's all that I want, bless. I hear you. And honestly, like the Steam Deck or the uh, an OLED screen would would take a 10 out of 10 piece of hardware, which is the Steam Deck, and turn it into an 11 out of 10. I want to. I, I I definitely understand it. The, the it sounds like you're not going to get it. Soon, I have is uh, the Persona 5 Royal ports. And, like, uh, trying it both on Switch and Steam Deck, we're like, yeah, Switch is, like, lower res, but because of the OLED screen and handheld, like, the color pops so much Pop, more. Yeah. So, but the Steam Deck, you know, the graphics are much better and, and stuff like that. But, you know, you don't get the, you know, those nice reds that are popping off screen. Mm. So, mm. yeah, it's tough. You know, and, and look, here's a, not that this is the topic, but it mm. kind of is in some ways. Like, I know that this is a take it or leave it type thing. I, over the last five years, have come to really love the versatility of the Joy-Cons. Where specifically playing Pokemon Violet now for 70 plus hours, I have like 30 left, everybody. I'm gonna catch them all. Gonna catch <laughs> them all uh, this holiday break for sure. I might be hitting you up on Twitter. Best friends out there need to do some trades, okay? Mm. The surprise trades aren't doing that great for me. Nope. I know there's these trade codes that you use, and apparently, if you're a Scarlet player, you're sitting pretty. You're getting yeah. everything. For some reason, Violet is just so hard to get those Scarlet exclusives. I'm counting them down. I imagine more one. people probably have Violet because Violet is probably the better one. I think more people have Scarlet because it's like the canon one. I'm just, I don't know what's oh, going on. I don't know what's mm -hmm. going on, everybody. But anyways, I digress. Um, I've been laying in bed and playing that game in a bunch of different ways. Like I have never played a single game in more different configurations than, than Pokemon, where sometimes I play on the TV. Sometimes I play the tabletop mode. Uh, with the Pro Controller, with the Joy-Cons, oftentimes I've been playing in bed handheld, and eventually I get kind of um, tired of the position, and then I'll just un- Dude, I know that, I know the that exact feel. <laughs> put, like, just lay down, put it Your against the pillow. Oh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I have my bedside table, and I did that a few Dude, nights you need, for Pokemon. you need to help Michael Hyam, because okay. Michael Hyam has so, uh, a dock for his bed. That'll yeah, hold, so does Andy. Like, yeah, it holds it, up like, his, uh, his uh, screen, his Switch mm -hmm. screen for him while he's just playing. With his just, controllers. Yeah, it's, dude, it's great. It's awesome. Fucking great. Kevin has something similar to that as well. Like, I, I love that shit, but I just love being able to have that versatility of the options. And there's the problems with the, the drift. And I hate how it, at over time, like the hinges get really loose and like it just doesn't yeah. feel good and whatever. But I love, and even dating back to the Wii, I remember um, just the freedom of playing like Mario Galaxy 2 and just feeling like I'm able to like 
play under a blanket. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? In a different way than like that. And this is dating at all, but like thinking about PS2 controllers with the, the cables and stuff. But I just love the Joy-Cons being able to play in weird ass positions that sometimes you just got to get in weird positions. I feel that. I haven't been in love with the, the Steam Deck. Have very limited uh, experience with it so far, but haven't been in love with how it feels. I'm very particular about how controllers feel, D-pads, buttons and mm. stuff, which is funny. Speaking of controllers. Talking about Joy-Cons. You know what I mean? It's just like, yeah, see, this thing is Remember the Steam disaster. controller? This, this thing was dumb as fuck. Can we all just admit that? Oh, I never yeah. understood. I never got my hands on a Steam controller. Not good. And looking at it, I'm like, I don't know how this would even Why work. Why would they curve it like the other way? Like, were they just trying to be different? You know, like the, I know I talk about Jeff Force Gemini way too much, mm -hmm. but in Jeff Force Gemini, there's like a little robot companion that you get in that game, and it looks like it looks like this. It looks like the Steam controller. That is so. Look funny. up Floyd. But, uh, <laughs> a sponsor of the show today, uh, the Fixture S2. I freaking love that thing. The S2 is for the OLED and S1 is for the non-OLED. I've been using these things for years, but it allows you to use a Pro Controller with the screen on it, too. And I've been playing uh, that way as well. Mm -hmm. Again, I just love the versatility of it. But there is nothing like just the sturdiness of the Steam Deck oh just God, being so one, one whole thing. Um, but again, I don't really love the button placement, how that all feels. And it's a really specific Tim thing. But... I am hoping that whatever the Steam Deck 2 is, is what I'm looking for and whatever weird yeah. specific shit's in my mind that makes things either feel right or feel wrong. Oh my God, hold on. I still, I still love my uh, Steam Deck so much. Yeah, right? This. Hold on. Yeah, <laughs> Bear's going to bring up my, my guy Floyd from Jeff Force Gemini because he looks just like the Steam controller. But last night, Tim, mm -hmm. actually here it is, here it is. Oh this, my God, that's Floyd. funny as hell. Look at this guy. <laughs> Look at this little fucker. This was my first robot companion in a video game. Now they're just all the, they're all the rage, right? You're out there. You're getting your clanks. You're getting your um, BD one. Your BD ones. You're getting your clap traps. This was the first. This is the OG. This is my B12. guy. B12. Is that another Star Wars one? That's Stray. Oh yeah. How yeah. oh, could you forget? <laughs> How could I forget B12 from the hit game Stray, Game of the Year nominee at indie, the Game Awards. Indie Game of the Year, according <laughs> to some. Goddamn. Um, I last night, Tim. I was, playing, I was playing some High on Life, and I think I'm doing a chapter a day in High on Life. I think that's my, my, my plan for it. I'm enjoying oh, cool. it, um, but I want to, like, there's so many other games I want to play. Games like Hades, which I, I booted up on my Steam Deck. Mm -hmm. Funny enough, I looked at my hours on Steam already because, of course, I played a lot of Hades back in 2020. I played 20 hours that game. It just didn't. I got halfway through. That game is a long game, apparently. Oh, Hades. it's real long. But that, the thing that I love about Hades is it is just infinitely rewarding. Where I feel like you don't need to beat that game for it to be a oh one thousand like one of the best games ever. Yeah. And if you beat it, it only rewards you more. And if you beat it even more times, it only rewards you more. So I, I boot up. I was like, okay, well this makes sense. That I played twenty hours of Hades because I felt like I had played twenty hours of Hades. But I um, went back in the game, started another run just because I was like, you know what, man, Hades two is announced. Let me get back in the Hades flow. And goddamn, what a good game Hades what is. A good game. Hades is a fucking good ass game. Dude, and you know. And on the Steam Deck, all oh, that shit was hitting. But too. going back to what I was saying earlier, it's like playing Hades on the OLED makes it feel like a brand new game because those vibrant colors, those like strong colors are so, so good and poppy. Gotta love poppy colors in Hades. Poppy. Story number four, our final news story for the day. Really just, quick, I just wanna say they call Tim Color Poppy. Poppy. They, they, call, they, they do call they call him um, OLED Poppy. OLED Poppy. Oh, I like that. OLED Poppy. Uh, Justin Roiland explains how he got away with putting space Applebee's and High on Life. This is Jordan Midler at IGN. High on Life director Justin Roiland has explained his use of space Applebee's and high, high on Life as a parody when questioned on its inclusion by a fellow developer. 
High on Life, a first-person shooter developed by Squanch Games, which was released earlier this week, is full of references and in-jokes. These include self-referential referential quips about video game cliches, uh, name-dropped name me games media outlets like IGN and Kotaku, and some more direct references to real-life brands. This is highlighted by Gears of War creator Cliff Blazinski, who took to Twitter to post a screenshot of the in-game in -game restaurant Space Applebee's, a not-so-subtle homage to the American restaurant Applebee's with the caption, quote, how the hell did they do this legally? If you're watching the video version uh, of the podcast, Bear brought up the image. Can you bring the image back up? Because I haven't gotten to Space Applebee's yet. And, like, this is kind of a spoiler when I read the, the, the news story, but I was like, that's actually really funny that they just put Applebee's in the game and called it Space Applebee's. Yep. <laughs> that's yep. great. It's fantastic. Are you have you started High on Life yet? Not yet. Not yet. Are you going to? I'm ho I'm hoping to give it a, a shot over the, the break. I'm, there's so many games to there's play. There's too many I, games. That's great. Yeah. High Life. Where's though? Sports Story? Where's Sports Story? I'm, God damn it. I don't know, man. It's because like, <laughs> it's, really it's honestly, I wanted it to be around for Game of the Year talk next year. Blessing. I mean, I, I honestly they said just don't December. Know. I think we're gonna get it. Hold in on, the next fifteen everybody days. What stop? Up? This mm -hmm. is very important. It might be the most important thing that's ever happened on this set, besides shirtless Spider-Man showing up. That was really. Are you guys telling me sports story codes have been sitting in your inbox no. for last week? <laughs> Every time Greg Miller sits here and he has his MacBook. His MacBook looks like it got hit with a golf ball, mm -hmm. and there's a big-ass dent on it. And I always see the chat popping off about the dent on the computer. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And someone in the chat was just like, what happened to Tim's laptop? I have the fucking dent. Yeah. Is it a reflection. lighting thing? It's, yeah, oh, it's the what reflection the of It's the, the reflection of this fucking thing. Oh, yeah. okay. That makes sense. We had that revelation a, a week or two ago. Huh. Well, I, wow. Somebody should have informed me. I feel like that is the sorry, utmost Tim. importance. Your, okay. Like, your gut drop for a second because you thought there was an actual dent in your laptop. Yeah, I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> it's like, who the wow. fuck is going to mess around my laptop? Wow. Anyways, there we go. One day sorry. we'll actually put a dent in your laptop and then you'll just think it's the desk. <laughs> what a great thing. Oh, that is that a threat? <laughs> <laughs> for a second, I was like, for a second, that was a weird Kevin thing <laughs> okay. of you to say, Barry. Yeah, exactly. That was the most Kevin thing you've ever, <laughs> you've ever said. I don't know. I've said very Kevin <laughs> things before in my life. That <laughs> but here, here's the thing. We're going to get Sports Story. Mm-hmm. In the next 16 days. Do you believe it? Or else. <laughs> no, this, no, this is a threat. This, oh, this is an actual threat. That's right. That's right. You thought it was a prediction. No, it's a threat. Where's the fucking game? I want to play Sports Story, damn it. I've been waiting years. Where's this game? It's not, for the record, it's not really a threat. Take it. If you need to delay the game, delay the game. Take your time. But where the, where the fuck is the game? You know? You, you know what I mean? I know what you mean, but where the fuck I'm is scared, Sports everybody. Story? Get God him the game. It. Somebody get him Sports Story. It's get like, him it now. It, it's the reason why I'm not. I decided not to get two into The Witcher Three mm -hmm. because <laughs> once Sports Story comes in my inbox, you better all games better clear the fuck out. I'm playing mm -hmm. Sports Story for the mm -hmm. next week and a half. I get it. Whew. Anyway, back to the news story. Back to the news. In response to Cliff Blazinski, uh, Kind of Funny's Greg Miller, who had hosted Roland on Kind of Funny Games Daily earlier that day, asked the creator how he was able to include it in a video in a video posted to Twitter. Do we want to display it? Just play the video. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Justin, it's Greg Miller from Kind of Funny. Cliff oh, Blazinski no. wants to know how you did Space Applebee's legally in High on Life. Legally. It's parody. It's a parody. Oh, fuck. You're going to jail. <laughs> <laughs> Justin, that's fantastic. Oh, no. The article goes on to explain how parody works. I'm not going to read all the legalities of it, but that's really I, honestly, I I'm enjoying the humor of Lion Life a lot. Like, I know I know it's going to hit people differently. I know a lot of people are like, it's cringe, it's whatever, and then other people are enjoying it. I'm on the side of people that are enjoying it. I think it's a really funny game. I think the gameplay could be better. Like, it's not the best shooter. Uh, like, it's you know 
pretty double A in terms of like a lot of how it feels and looks and like it, it's not the best game graphically, yada yada. But I am enjoying the ride. I think the ride is a fun one. And so yeah. if you I'm, like, I'm excited Morty, to give it a shot. Like I, I've, I've said before that like I, if this is getting like eights, I'm going to be excited for it. It seems like it's getting a little lower than that. But talking to people and like seeing the vibes of people that I, I, I know personally, I'm like, all right, maybe I'm going to give this a shot. I have just missed out on pretty much everything Justin mm -hmm. Roiland's ever done. Like I've seen one episode of Rick and Morty. Not that I disliked it. I just never kept watching. Um, so this will be my first real like dive into oh. that insane world. <laughs> I'm so curious on how you receive yeah. it. Because High on Life, I would say is not it's not my favorite just Justin Roiland. You know, Rick and Morty. Rick and Morty probably is the best that you're gonna get out of uh, his work so far. And I, mm -hmm. Accounting Plus also very good. Uh, Trover saves the universe. I did like a lot. Um, High on Life. I think is there's just a lot in there, and some of the jokes don't hit, but then some of them do hit. But I, it, it's tough, right? Like especially when you're doing a, a first person shooter video game where it is. Nah, man, I just want to go to my next objective. And so, like, the game expects you to stay in there for five minutes and listen to, like, one character ramble off all their voice lines until you do the next thing. And it's like, no, man, I want to go to my next objective. I think you miss a lot, out a lot of the comedic timing that's way easier to do in a cartoon like Rick and Morty. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, like, I, I'm curious to see how you, how, you, how you take to it. If anything, I would say, if you have the time, go watch uh, Rick and Morty. Yeah. It's, it's enjoyable. Okay. For sure. Well. You got to get past, like, the first few episodes, though, because, like, the first episode of Rick and Morty is all burping and vomit. Yeah, if everybody, you can get everybody that, has their bad pilot. Yeah, know? yeah, it's not a great, it's not great to start off. Is with. the pilot the one with the the one episode I saw was one where the, a small white dog had his his testicles taken? Oh, where are my testicles? <laughs> yeah, no, that's a that's a few episodes in. I think mm. that was a good. That was that's a good the one that I saw, and then I remember when we when we had to, um, what's the word? It's not castrate, neuter. <laughs> when we had to, <laughs> <laughs> when we had to neuter moose. Oh, yeah. Like people kept sending me pictures when he I, I tweeted a picture of him in his little cone and then everyone was like sending me gifts of of that and it looked like Moose questioning me. Where are my testicles? It's Where not are my testicles, Tim? <laughs> Tim, I can't wait to see no. you finally get to watch Rick and Morty. But I'm sure that day is probably just so far away. If I want to know what's coming on to Mama Drop Shops today, where would I look? I love when we make the segues and we're just so not confident in it that we like stutter ourselves into thinking like, does how do I make this make is sense? This but work? It does work. It yeah. does make sense. But you know, the answer is the official list of upcoming software across each and every platform is listed by the kind of funny games daily show host each and every weekday. Another weird thing since we're just talking about weird shit. What up? I've noticed I've been slurring a lot more recently. Really? I don't know what it is. Is it all the, in, all the beers you are drinking before? No, I don't Tim know. Tim walking it's in like Stone Cold Steve Something's Austin. going on with my mouth where maybe it's not slurring. It's more lispy. Do you guys hear that? Now, hear now I feel lisp. like I'm like getting it going. I, think I don't you're know. Just, you're, you're, uh, you're getting too into your head about it. You're maybe. Self maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Self-conscious. It's all the lights. All of the lights. No, we don't. No, we can't do that anymore. Mm. We can't even do it again. I, I was honestly, I was really going to say, man, I promise, Tim's still self-conscious. God damn and it! I was like, no, I can't Stop. say that anymore. I can't Stop. say that anymore. <laughs> What's up today, Bless? Uh, man, apparently, Evil West. Uh, out today, we got Black Tail for PS5, Xbox Series S and X, and PC. River City Girls 2 for PS5, Xbox Series X, PS4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC. Mask Maker for Meta Quest 2. Frontier Hunter. At Urza's Wheel of Fortune, early access for PC. Melatonin for PC, which I played through Melatonin. It's a really cool game. It's a, like a little rhythm game. It's like Rhythm Heaven. I've not played Rhythm Heaven. People have compared it to it. <laughs> oh, okay, cool. Um, but yeah, it's like a chill, really short rhythm game uh, with a fun, like almost like lo-fi beats to study to kind of art style. Really enjoyed it. Mm. Played it on Steam Deck. 
Uh, we also got Car X Street for PC and mobile. Let me interrupt you one more time. I promise this will be the last time this episode. Mm. Uh, when we were redoing the studio, when we were doing the studio and we we're about to launch it with like some rebranding and stuff, uh, one idea I had was to, uh, for the, the stream starting soon thing, mm. I wanted to commission somebody to recreate the, the girl studying oh my but God. with Milk Mommy. That so you're no. welcome that I didn't do it. Yeah, Just want everybody that, to know. That if you want, I, I could. If you want, I could. If you wanted to take like a looping video of me, I can sit by a window and just like work on kind of funny games daily. Like, work on the dock, yeah, and just have that playing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me know. Let me know. I'm, I'm, I'm available. Uh, we also got bots are stupid is out today for PC. Cassiodora for everything. Game V Room for PC. Grime is out for everything. House Flipper Pets VR for PC. Stride Fates for MetaQuest and the Crack Pet Show is out today for Switch and PC. The Crack Pet Show. The crack Pet Show. New dates for you. Barrett, if you have a chance, if you can look up the Crack Pet Show, I'm very curious. New dates for you. Ayudin Chronicle Rising Physical Edition launches on January 26th on Nintendo Switch, PS4, and, P and PS5. Arcana of Paradise, The Tower, gets a new release date set for April 20 20th, 2023 on Switch and Steam for PC. Inculinati uh, releases to early access on Xbox Game Preview in January 2023. Uh, let me say that again. It releases to early access and Xbox Game Preview on January 31st, 2023. <laughs> and then Resident... What the fuck are you looking at? The crack Pet Show, man. It is... You asked and I delivered. Wow. Huh. Oh, wow. It is what it is. It is what it is. It is what... It lived up to the name. These are definitely pets that are cracked up. Goddamn. Oh, it's yeah. a roguelite. And a bullet and hell. a bullet hell. Uh, blessings in now. Yeah, that's my... Crack Pets. That was my kind crack of genre. Pet poppy. Yeah. And then Resident Evil Village's VR mode launches February 22nd as free DLC. What the fuck, man? Yo, video game developers, they, just, they got Unity, and all of a sudden, they're like, we can do anything. <laughs> <laughs> they got access to Unreal Engine, and they're like, yo, let's fuck it. Let's make some crack bets. Tim, mm -hmm. I know we're running late in the show, but there is one write-in. There is yes. one question that I got, I got, I got to dive into because it's a real good one. It comes from Jake Bakes Cakes, who writes in economy.com slash KFGD, just like you can, and says, uh, here are some quick rounds of a video game version of Mary Fuck Kill for 2023 video games, except instead your choices are delay, immediate release, oh. and cancel. Oh, delay, love immediate release, this. cancel. Love this. All right, he's got a he's got a bunch of different ones here. So let's start off with Zelda Tears of the Kingdom, Spider Man cancel 2. Cancel it. Star fuck you. <laughs> Starfield. <laughs> Sorry, that was guttural. I came, <laughs> I came from the heart. We got Zelda Sears of the Kingdom, Spider-Man 2, Starfield for a delay, immediate release, cancel. Um, I don't think that my answers are going to be too big of a surprise, but cancel Starfield. Um, delay Zelda. I want Spider-Man now. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Wow. The longer we delay that. Zelda, the more of a chance I'm going to have a new Switch. Okay, that's a fair play. Uh. That's a fair play. Well, for me, it's release immediate release Zelda. <sighs> Delay Starfield, cancel Spider Man 2. Whoa. Yeah. You what? really did hate Miles Morales. God damn. <laughs> God damn I, I mean, I think out of all out of these three, because I'm really looking forward to Starfield. I haven't, I haven't played I'm a good. I'm looking forward to Venom. I haven't played a good Bethesda game since like 2015. Yeah, you say all ever? Four. No, I was kidding. I was kidding. I was about to sell. That, was, that, was made, that, that comment was made in jest. Let's say. Fallout 4, though. Yeah, you're right. Uh, next one. Resident Evil 4, Dead Space, Armored Core 6. Delay, immediate release, cancel. Um, 
Oh, y'all ain't gonna like this answer. Y'all ain't gonna like it at all. We are canceling Armored Core, everybody. Mm. <laughs> Canceled. You're done. Uh, wow. Then Resident Evil 4, out now. Dead Space, we can delay. I would do... Out now, Resident Evil 4. Cancel Dead Space. Uh, delay Armored Core 6. Mainly because I think Armored Core 6 is probably gonna get delayed anyway. <laughs> Uh, next up, we got Final Fantasy 16, Diablo 4, Street Fighter 6. Final Fantasy. Oh, you know what? Street Fighter 6 now. Delay Final Fantasy 16. Cancel Diablo 4. I'm sorry, people. Man. I'm going to go release Street Fighter 6 now. Cancel Final Fantasy 16 only because we have so much Final Fantasy. We, got, we get two Final Fantasies a year at this point. And we got, we're getting Rebirth in this like a year. This is the core one, dude. And then delay Diablo 4. Because Diablo 4 is looking real good. I really, I really want to play Diablo 4. People are selling me on Same. it. Same. Yeah, Mike and Joey really sold me on that. Bless. Next up, we got Suicide Squad, Kill the Justice League, Star Wars, Shadow Survivor, and Forspoken. Oh. <laughs> That's an easy one. Oh, it's chaos time for me, baby. That's an easy one. Star Wars. Release it right now. Delay Forspoken. And just destroy Suicide Squad. Wow. Yeah, done. Wow. No, I was done. I was going to say cancel for Spoken, delay Suicide Squad, and then, yeah, give me Star Wars right now. Star Wars is looking dope. Yeah. Are you, Same. Bear, you, play, you played the demo for, for Spoken? I don't know. Um, no, I, I, watched, uh, I watched some gameplay. I listened to you talk about it, and I'm like, yeah, no, this, this game is not it. Not it. Still haven't played the and demo. And I need one more Kevin Conroy Batman performance, Tim. All right? I Fair. appreciate that. I don't. What? <laughs> God damn. God damn. Uh, next up, we got Wolong Fallen Dynasty, Dead Island 2, Wild Hearts. This is all I'll say. I'll, give me Wolong Fallen Dynasty right now. That demo blew me away. Dead Island 2, delay it. Because I think that game could be good. I, I'm not confident in it, but I'm like, I'm, after playing Dying Light 2, I'm like, yo, you know what, man? I'm going to start having more faith in these games because, like, when they hit, they can hit. And then Wild Hearts, I don't really care about Wild Hearts that much. Yeah, all three of these are, are, are kind of like uh, take it or leave it. I, I want Wolong to succeed, though. Mm. Um, Wild Hearts, I feel like I can't even remember exactly which one that is. Dead Island 2 could not care less if it gets canceled or not, personally. Then we got Hogwarts Legacy, Skull and Bones, and Crash Team Rumble. Oof. This is just another one for me that's hard because I just I don't care. Like mm-hmm. I'm I'm not gonna play Skull and Bones. I'm not gonna play Hogwarts Legacy. I'm gonna play Crash Team Rumble once. Once? Yeah, but wow. if, I I will be shocked if I get gripped by that game mm. from what we've seen of it, what we expect it to be. But that's the only one that I really care for. I you know what? I'd want Hogwarts Legacy out right now, if only for my brother. I'm canceling I'm canceling Skull and Bones. I'm I kind of, mm, you know what? I'll do Hogwarts Legacy out now and then delay Crash Team Rumble. Because Skull and Bones, I feel like Ubisoft wants to cancel Skull and Bones. <laughs> like, if I'm being real here, I feel yeah. like they don't even care about that yeah. game. Um, Assassin's Creed Mirage, Crime Boss, Rock A City, Pikmin 4. Oh, tough one. Now here. we're getting in the tough weeds. Tough one. You know, I'd, I'd want Pikmin 4 out now just for Lakers Head. Okay. In the chat, you know, give him that. See, I want Pikmin 4 delayed. To mess with Lakers. Oh, damn. damn. Assassin's God Creed damn. Mirage out now because I want some old school Assassin's Creed. 
and cancel whatever the fuck Rocket City was. Nah, that man. Rocket City. Uh, Rock no, I want Rocket City. City. That looks like, <laughs> Let's that looks like booty, dude. I want it. I want it. Yeah, I'm going to do Pikmin 4 out now. I'm not even a Pikmin person, but I know I understand how long y'all been waiting for that well, game. Yeah, we got Tinykin, bless. We did get Tinykin, but like, yeah, let's give Pikmin fans something. And then uh, delay Crime Boss Rocket City and cancel Assassin's Creed Mirage. Uh, how many more? Oh, we only got a couple more here. Redfall, Stalker 2, Forza Motorsport. I feel like this... That's another one for me that I... Redfall out now just so we stop hearing about it, you know? Get, get Redfall out now just to get us a fucking Xbox game, you know, uh, Bless? Honestly, I feel, man, I feel you, man. <laughs> get, give Xbox a win. No, Redfall out now because I'm actually looking forward to Redfall. Stalker, Stalker 2 delay. I'm not a motorsport person. I like Horizon, and so I would cancel motorsport, but I feel like that's an unfair matchup. And then the last one is uh, Bomb Rush Cyberfunk. Hollow Knight Silk Song, Lies of P. How are you gonna do Bomb Rush Cyberpunk like this? Have yeah, you seen Bomb Rush? Up. Yeah, it looks yeah. cool. It looks cool. All, I, all three of these games, I mean, Hollow Knight is the one, right? I, and even for me, I, I still haven't made it through. God, I I don't know that I'll ever make it through Hollow Knight. I played in that game so slowly over time. Uh, but God, what a video game, what an art style. Everything about it is fantastic. So Hollow Knight, I'd want out now for one Andy Cortez and for the gaming industry as a whole. Lies of P looks really interesting. Bomb Rush looks really interesting. I don't want to cancel either of them. And I'm I get gonna, to do that. I'm going to cancel Bomb Rush purely just because I've never seen it before. I'm going to go Lies of P out now because mm. I know that that's more my jam. Mm. And then delay Hollow Knight Silk Song to fuck with Andy. Damn. Yeah, I think I'm I'm the same way. Uh, Bomb Rush Cyberpunk. I'm sorry. I'm looking forward to you, but uh, Lies of P is speaking to me, and so I'm going Lies of P out now. Bomb Rush Cyberpunk. I'm going to delay it, and or I'm, I'm yeah, Bomb Rush Cyberpunk. I'm going to cancel it, and then Hollow Knight Silk Song. Uh, I'm going to delay. Two quick things I want to say. Mr. Hawks in the chat says, somehow Crime Boss looks like an NFT collection, and I can't explain why. <laughs> That's fucking hilarious. <laughs> uh, and shout out to Jake Bakes Cakes for a fantastic question. Yeah, one This was that. really good. I want more questions like this. If you're, if, if, you're, if you're feeling a spark, right, if you want us to, like, go down some activity like this, write in to kindoffunny.com slash KFGD. It's free now for anybody who wants to write in. Uh, we got, like, 80 write-ins today because, like, I put it out on Twitter that, like, there wasn't much of a, a big news day, and then it turned out to be a big news day with a couple of breaking news. But, yeah, write in to kindoffunny.com slash KFGD. Jake's Bakes Cakes, great job. Now it's time for kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong. Where you write in, let us know what we got wrong as we got it wrong so we can correct it for those watching later on YouTube and listening later on podcast services around the globe. Let me tell you, Kebabs, Christ. we need to get you a day job, bro. <laughs> <laughs> kebabs, is all, kebabs is all up in this thing. Hold on. Hold on. Well, they're in another time zone, I think. Uh, we need to get you a night job, Kebabs. Let's <laughs> see. Somebody wrote in about what a snowball is. It's not a year wrong. That's uh, not a year wrong. Kebab says, Kebabs writes in and says, Amazon, Amazon has just announced a Tomb Raider TV series. Wait, is that real? Hold on, let oh, me no, 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 it's a video game. He replies to himself in the year wrong. All right, Kebabs, you're in timeout. You're in, you're in timeout, Kebabs. I'm not mm -hmm. reading any, mm -hmm. any more year wrongs for, for, for today. Get back to your night job. Get back to your night job. And that's it. That's it for kindoffunny.com. So you're wrong. Nailed it. It turns out we had no your wrongs. Kebabs is just in here talking to himself. Ladies and gentlemen, now it's time for me to tell you about tomorrow's host. Tomorrow on Kind of Funny Games Day, they're getting Tim and me. That's right. Hell We're yeah. back at it like a bad habit. If you're watching this live right after this, you're getting The Witcher 3 with Snow Bike Mike. If you want to catch that stream later, you can subscribe to youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames. Remember this. 
has been Kind of Funny Games Daily, each and weekday live right here on YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Games and Twitch.tv slash Kind of Funny Games. We run you through the nerdy news you need to know about. Until next time, game daily.